Welcome to Beyond a Parent, the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Chuck Mead. I'm Jeremy Autry. Today uh, in the studio, we have special guest, Pastor James Neal. He serves on the staff with us. He's one of my best friends. He is uh, wears a lot of hats around here at the church. He is specifically the, the education pastor, but he also is over events here. He's over. He writes the dramas that, uh, if you've ever attended and, and seen any of our Christmas dramas, or recently we did a Thanksgiving drama, mm-hmm. uh, he writes those things. Uh, James, uh, I've already talked too much about you, but introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your family. Well, first of all, it's great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. As far as the family goes, I've been married to Jenny for 21 years. We grew up together in Clearwater, Florida. I've known her since she was five, and we had a long-standing friendship that I wanted to extend to other areas, but she denied me for a very long time mm-hmm. until college. And then eventually we started going out, got engaged and married and moved up here to Dunn, North Carolina because she went to Campbell on a volleyball scholarship. So that's how she got up here and I just followed after. Um, we have three kids. Our oldest is Logan, who is 15, and he came to our family via adoption, which was a beautiful story that I'd love to tell some other time. Then we have a 10-year-old daughter, Megan, who also came to our family via adoption And then in 2020, many unexpected things happened, including Jenny getting pregnant. Mm. And that flipped our world upside down. And then in September of 2020, Gavin was born. So he is now two and a half years old. So we have a 15-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a two and a half year old. (laughs) We like to hit all the different ministry departments of this church at one time. Good job. That's great. That is good. Oh, my goodness. So, James, last week we talked about... Uh, the We called it the loaded gun in your kid's pocket. It wasn't uh, an episode about gun safety, though. This was an episode about phones. And I know a lot of uh, what we're going to talk about is more than just phones. It's really just uh, tablets, anything that these screens that have internet access that kids today just pretty much as a norm have open access to. So we wanted to kind of get your thoughts on this, kind of wanted to get your thoughts on how you parent, how you are currently leading your family through these challenges. But we know, James, and we spent some time a couple weeks ago talking about this. We know you don't want to get super specific on things, but at the same time, we also would love to hear specifically, practically, what it looks like for your family and how you manage technology. So what would you say, starting off, James, is some of the biggest dangers you see with kid and teen phone or screen usage in general today? Well, you've already hit on it, I think, partially just the having access to so many things that before when I was growing up was not available readily or right there, right at my fingertips. And that's information, that's music, that's videos, that's a lot of different things. I mean, I keep on telling Logan he doesn't understand how great he has it because when I wanted to hear a song, I had to either hope it played on the radio 
or go buy a CD or a tape, actually, and <laughs> see if it played. But he can just listen to whatever he wants to whenever he wants to. So there's so much information. There's so many things to be exposed to that are there. But then also, I think one of the biggest things we have try to really curb in our kids is the constant desire to be entertained Mm. and having a device where you can watch something that you want to watch at any moment where you're just sitting around and you get quote unquote bored. You can just pull out your phone and you get so enveloped in that phone that you don't really pay attention to either people that are around you, situations that are around you, and it becomes something that just sucks you in, and it becomes everything all the time, and it's always with you, and you miss opportunities for conversation. You miss opportunities to just, as corny as it sounds, just to look out at nature and see things that God is doing or God has done. And so I think that with that in their hands, it's a constant temptation. Just entertain me. Mm-hmm. I got to be entertained. I have to have something that I want to do, and it becomes a very self-focused thing. Two things I ran through my mind as you were talking. The word amuse literally means to not think. Mm-hmm. Muse means thought, thinking. A prefix means not. And that's the danger. If we can constantly be amused, then we constantly don't have to think. And that's a danger, especially as kids' minds are formulating growing, um, developing is a better word, uh, instead of thinking for themselves, they're just passively soaking up what someone else is saying or teaching or nonsense, and that's a dangerous thing. Second thing I thought of, you said that um, when you were a teenager, you had to buy a tape. We might need to spend a moment and explain to Chuck what a tape is. I know what a cassette tape is. <laughs> oh. My Camry still has a cassette player, <laughs> and I find old tapes and put it in. I am somewhat of an old soul. Yeah. Yeah. That's like traveling back in time, sitting down in your Camry. I love it. Get me a DeLorean and take me back to 1983. (laughs) Or a Camry and take you back to 1994. It was in 04, but close enough, I guess. That's pretty close. Um, Yeah, that's so true. And we talk about people just don't want to be bored today. And so that's what they're running to devices because you never have to be bored anymore. Before devices when your kid or when I as a kid said I'm bored first of all my parents said we don't care (laughs) second of all they said go outside and you know I didn't grow up with a lot of money I didn't have a lot of things Mm -hmm. to do outside I just found something we turned sticks into guns and fought imaginary enemies but now an elementary age kid with a phone just watches more YouTube (laughs) you know yeah and and as they're developing their imagination their creativity that's limited because they're being amused by Mm. I was thinking about how that growing up, I used to play with toys all the time, like in my room and just had to make up my own stories. And that limited creativity is very true because it's a lot easier to watch something else that's pre-produced, pre-imagined, which opens up the gate to a lot of other things because a lot of these things that are programmed are literal programs that are trying to sell you a certain philosophy or a certain viewpoint, whether you know it or not. And a lot of times kids are not necessarily prepared to battle against that or to combat that or to even recognize what's being sold to them. Yep. So how, James, do you approach technology, and this can be more along the lines of phones and internet access with your family? We believe in being Amish. 
<laughs> no zippers around here. Yes. Uh, if you're Amish and listening to this podcast, please don't be They're offended. They're not listening we to this podcast. You don't know. They, they need to repent, I guess, they if they're listening be. to this podcast. Oh. But anyways, um, it's something that I think you have to take into a lot of different accounts of different things. We, as a family, have looked at it uh, at different ages, what's appropriate, and also knowing our kids and how they respond to things. We've had to tailor certain things. For instance, something that we let Logan do, there's not a hard, fast rule in our family that, okay, now Megan is going to follow this exact same rule. Okay. So, for instance, um, Logan got a phone at a certain time, but we have made it clear that just because Logan gets a phone at this time doesn't necessarily mean, Megan, that you're going to get a phone at this time. It could be sooner or it could be later. It just depends on where you're at developmentally, mm. where we see weaknesses maybe that we want to protect you from. And so we try to have rules and we want to limit um, phone access, internet access, and we want to continually monitor that and change that as the person grows and they start to gain tools and we start seeing maturity where they can handle certain things better than they could, which again for, um, Logan has been more of a process because he's now 15 and that has been over the last few years where we've had to instill certain limits. We've had to instill certain times and then we've not backed off of those, but we've readdressed them as he's gotten older. Mm -hmm. Um, Megan right now is still very young and I have, for instance, with her, she has a it's, it's a phone, but it's not really a phone. It's an old phone that has no signal. So she can get on Wi-Fi. But, for instance, with her, she has no in, uh, way to access the Internet. Um, a, a web browser, I should yeah. say. She has no way to a web browser because we're just working through that with her and want to make sure she understands the dangers that are out there and also um, the all the stuff that could um, be bad for yeah. her to be exposed to. Mm -hmm. So nutshell, you said uh, you got to know your kids. Yes, you do. <laughs> you have to yeah. know your kids and then there isn't just uh, okay, now you have access to your phone and you can do whatever you want to on it. It's, that's constantly being supervised and considered. And as your kid is growing and maturing, you're considering, Hey, what's, what's working for them? What's not working? What was too much? What can we relax? constantly. Mm -hmm. Right. And we do have certain hard, fast rules. Um, as far as, for instance, to try to combat this whole thing of being constantly entertained when we're at the dinner table, it has always been, you do not pull out your phone. Yeah. Um, you do not text. And that is a rule that we as parents have had to follow. There's been a few occasions where I've had to do some text because of the ministry and because there's things that I had to handle right then, but that is the exception. And we always tell them, Hey, this is what's going on with that. Um, yeah. Cause as soon as they see you pull yours out, they're like, Ooh, yeah, dad, you said, yeah. And then it becomes an argument later on that yeah. it gets used against you. That's um, right. They, the kids have a strikingly great memories. They're smart. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we try to do certain areas and zones where the table's one of those, there's no phone usage here. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, 
try to incorporate those in different parts of the day or when we're doing something special that this is family time. This is not time for you to be on your phone um, being entertained by other things. We have stuff going on here that we want you to focus on. Um, and of course, obviously, church falls into that same realm that, you know, when the service is going on, this is not time for you to text your friends and all those kinds of things. You need yeah. to be paying attention to what's going on. Okay. And so you have these safeguards as far as, okay, these are times when uh, we're not going to have technology. And so you have those safeguards in place. What you mentioned too, you have, Megan doesn't have access to a web browser. Mm -hmm. So if you can get kind of practical on what programs or apps you use on devices to help. And I always have parents asking me this, like, what's the best accountability or filters or things to use? Real quick disclaimer, if you're listening to this soon around the time we put it out, this will apply. But if you're listening to it six months down the road, mm-hmm. this might be different. So, yeah, right. um, um, but what what is working now for you? The thing that has helped me the most is that we all have Apple devices, mm-hmm. and so screen time is built into all Apple devices. And I am the screen time manager, if you will. So I can go into all the different devices and limit content limit apps, how much time they can spend in an app, how much time they can spend in a category, for instance, like games. It's very easy to get sucked into spending a lot of time in games on a device. And so you can even limit, they can only have so much time in a game. There's also downtimes from this time, from this hour to this hour, their phone is basically a brick. They can't do anything with it, which we incorporated into night to make sure that there wasn't things going on at night. Um, And so that's all through screen time, which, again, is a very Apple-centric. If you have an Apple device, from my experience, Apple is great with their own things. It's hard to use third-party apps with Apple. A lot of times they have a hard time communicating and syncing. And once they have it figured out, Apple does an update. And then all of a sudden Mm. what was working wasn't working. Um, So we use that a lot. And that helps me get certain things. Like, for instance, Megan doesn't have internet. I can say, I can take that off her phone. Mm -hmm. And so, or her iPod, um, all those kinds of things. I can manage it. I can also see when they used it, um, how long they used it all those kinds of things. And those are safeguards that we have. And then also on the unpractical, like not, pra- it's still practical. This is not technology based. My kids know that their device is always searchable and can always be accessed by me. I can go through it and look at it and see it. And that's something that I can do whenever I want to. So, you know, all their passwords, all their lock codes, mm-hmm. And there's nothing that they are allowed to keep private from you on their phone. Right. That doesn't mean that you don't allow something to be private, right. but it's your choice, not theirs. Right. So with that, James, because I hear the argument all the time, and I not from anyone necessarily that I personally know, just hearing things I've read and from people in our world today would say, you need to give your kids privacy. And that is just an invasion. And sometimes it's teens saying, you're invading my privacy. What would you say to that with your 
personal stance as a parent and how you manage mm, those devices. This will be harsh. I'm trying to make sure that I say something that doesn't sound too harsh. <laughs> what I would say to somebody who said this, my kid said this, what should I say back, is probably a lot different than if I was in that moment and my kid said it to me because okay. um, it becomes the authoritative, well, you know, this is my house. I'm paying for all this. and But beyond that... It is also a safety thing mm-hmm. because as much as we like to think that our kids are grown up, they are not. They are still in development and they're still in process. Mm. And there's a lot of things that they don't understand and they don't get. They don't understand the danger of communications on devices. It can lead to some very scary, bad places that they might not be ready for. And again, this goes back to what I said before, as I see maturity and as I see that you can handle things, I start pulling back and I'm not going to be as hands on. But you've got to show me that you've earned that. Mm. And that's also it's earnable. Yes, but it's also you can <laughs> make some stupid decisions. And now we have to kind of re- readjust and yeah. look back. And um, there's just too many situations out there that I want to protect my family from also I, I want them to grow at the same time. And so it's like a balancing act. I'm going to respect your privacy in some things, but some things are too important for me yeah. that as accountability, I'm going to stand before God and say, how did I handle these situations? And why I do respect your privacy at the same time, I have to also make decisions that are best for you and this family. Mm, that's really good. Um, so this, it, it it's like you have this overarching strategy with your kids, the same that I have with mine. And I think it's a, a biblical, logical strategy. Hey, I want to give you opportunities to make decisions, to make the right choice, to make the godly decision. First, I'm going to teach you how to do that. Then I'm going to give you some freedom. Then when you mess up, we're going to back up and start over again, pull that back a little bit, work forward. And you just bring that same strategy into this e-realm right. of, of the phone. Mm. Which is, I think you're great. I wish you were my dad. No. Well, and, and I, I said all that, like all the different things I did with Apple. And I'll show you something that caught me off guard. This past Christmas, Megan got a drawing tablet that was mainly just for drawing. And it was a Google Android based. And I thought nothing of it. I was like, oh, she's going to use it for drawing. And then we looked at it that night and she had added like... 10 different games. Go ahead, Megan. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. How'd you do that? I was like, oh, well, I didn't even think about this is connected to the internet. There's an app store. So then I had to dive into how to set up basically what I was so used to screen time with a whole nother thing. And there are things that you can look at online that will walk you through that process. Mm-hmm. And Google has something very similar. And I had to set it all up, set her up as a and that device as something that I control and I was able to handle all that. And Mm. now like, but this is a constantly evolving thing where you have to be on your toes. And as much as you think, you know, you don't know, and you have to constantly reevaluate. And as crazy as it sounds, the internet in this instance can be your friend as you look to places or how you can, curtail some of this stuff. Wow, so every time, every time our kids get a new 
device oh. or something like that. It's just like, it's not something we can just hand it and be like, all right, have fun. It's Christmas. Here you go. <laughs> like it is. No, this is a lot. There's a lot of work we have to do behind the scenes, thought processes, things we decide, rules and restrictions we put in place as we're giving them this. It's not even just every device. It's every Everything. app or um, game or whatever they get on those devices mm. because uh, you'll be amazed at the apps that have messaging capabilities that suddenly it's hard for me to monitor mm. whether or not my mm. kid is communicating with someone because if they want to get around the fact that I'm going to pick up their phone and read their text, then they can get an Etsy app <laughs> And suddenly start messaging their friends through Etsy, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a lot of things that you have to be uh, wise as serpents. You yeah. Know? Also with game consoles too. That's another one that we don't think about. But mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm a gamer, so we recently had to set up an account for Megan because she wanted to play a game, and I had to go through all these choices of who can she communicate with, who can send her a friend request, and those are things that you definitely need to always be looking out for. Because yeah. I counseled, I'm sorry to you interrupt you. I counseled an adult, um, and we were uh, talking through pornography addiction. And the first time he viewed pornography was on his Nintendo DS. Mm. You know, I mean, you're everything. Mm-hmm. We have to be conscious of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, James, Logan, Megan, Gavin, they're going to be out of your house. <laughs> they're going to be. I'll be 80. <laughs> They will be outside of your the authority of your home. And so we don't just want to just want to restrict while they're under our roof, but we want to prepare them for adulthood when they're able to make their own choices freely. So what kind of conversations do you have or should we have with our kids when it comes to technology usage now and then when they have the freedom to do whatever they want? I think you have to be not transparent, but you have to explain why you're doing certain things. This is the reason why we're trying to limit what you're exposed to. Mm -hmm. Here are the dangers behind it. And this goes back to again what we've already talked about, the process. This is a process. And you can't make the mistake of here are these limits and they're going to stay here. And when you get out of our house, they're gone because you've basically – those kids are not prepared for what they are going to encounter in the world. They have been, everything's been withheld. Now it's like a flood and now I'm being exposed to all these things. How do I handle it? And so that's why I want to, again, the easiest one for me to go to is Logan because of his age. I want to make sure he understands the reason why we're, we're limiting this time. The reason why we are not wanting you to be exposed to these things. Here's the reason why. And here's the philosophy behind it. Here's the worldview behind it. Here's what the traps that are out there that if you start getting into this, it can suck up all your time because that that's a real thing. Um, and it goes for, not just for phone usage. It also goes for um, video games. I mentioned I'm a gamer. By Logan is also a gamer because of my influence, much to the chagrin of my wife. Um, and so I've had to walk with him about you can't get so involved in these things that it consumes your whole mentality. It, it consumes all your thoughts. It consumes all your time. I have to prepare you for walking out my door. And that means I can't just put a time limit on you and say, well, enjoy that for your few minutes and then mm-hmm. walk away. I have to be engaged. I have to explain what I'm doing. 
And there are going to be times I'm going to have to say, well, the, the reason is, is because I'm your father and I see this is what's best, but I'm going to try to give as many reasons and explain my process so that they understand yeah. what's going on behind the curtain, mm. that it's not just a bunch of restrictions. There's a reason why. And some of those can even come from my own personal experience of growing up. Hey, this is the things, um, that, um, were a struggle for me or a hindrance to me. And I want to help you navigate that minefield and not step on something that will blow you up. Without that conversation, we're setting up these things that we saw as a danger for our kids while they were in our home. We're setting it up to be a reward for them as soon as they get out of our home. Mm -hmm. If we don't explain to them and, and try to help them understand the logic and come to a point of, of agreeing with our, our thinking on this, if we don't go through that step, if we just say, you can't do this and you have to obey me because I'm your father, then they're just waiting to get out of our home so they can finally do that. We haven't spoken into their heart, into their thought process and, and influence that so that they can carry that thinking into adulthood. We're actually doing the exact opposite. Instead of protecting our kid from this danger, we're enticing them. This is this will be your reward for finally being a parent. You right. know I mean, for finally being an adult. Yeah. And so, Jeremy and James, but I think what we see is a lot of people maybe listening to this is they are they have teenagers, they have older kids who are still under their roof. They've given them technology. They've given yeah. them phones. And then maybe they're listening to this right now and they're like, huh. uh, well, I screwed up. And it's easy to be like, well, too late now. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. So what do you do? How would you encourage someone who feels like it's too late? I've never done restrictions like this. How do I go back? I mean, you can't go back in time, but how do I draw the line further after I've given them access? How do you do that? Hmm. I'm going to look at you there, <laughs> Pastor Jamie. Oh, James, this is an interview with you. I just meant oh. to say. <laughs> you got a thought? One of the great things about the gospel is that things can be redeemed and time can be redeemed. And being spirit-filled, having conversations with your teen or whoever you're dealing with, we keep coming back to it is so important because if you come in and say, well, you know, I listened to this podcast and pastor <laughs> James said that we should do this or that. All um, the kids of this church are going to hate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're making you do this. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, but if you do that, then it becomes all about rules and it becomes like, wait a minute, what happened? There has to be explanations given and saying this is something that, you know, we didn't realize and it's not going to probably go well in the beginning. At the same time, you have to remember that you are not called to be your child's friend. Uh. You are called to be your child's parent. Mm. And there are some rough conversations that have to happen. There's some rough times that take place during that But the responsibility still falls to you as the parent to try to ease that, try to have those conversations and show this is the reason why I'm doing this. I'm not just doing this out of on a whim or because I feel guilty, but here's the things I'm concerned about and the things I want to help you work through and navigate as we go forward. That's a strategy that works regardless of the child's age, um, even into adulthood, when I no longer have any authority to say, you can't do this because you're living under my roof. 
I can still have the conversation. So if we're talking about, hey, I feel like I've waited too long, I can sit down with my adult child and say, hey, this is something I didn't think about when you were a kid. The more I'm thinking about it, I'm feeling bad that I dropped the ball on this. Can we talk about this? And then this is in any any realm, you know, but even with technology and phones, hey, we didn't talk about this when you were a kid, the dangers of that thing in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And let's uh, let's talk about that now, you know. And I think that we have to remember and even ask for some leniency with our kids. I know that sounds weird to say that, but this is new waters yeah. for pretty much all of us. And I mean, it'll be new again next month. Yeah. I mean, because I didn't grow up with a cell phone. I didn't have any kind of internet access to things. And now we're dealing with people who have unlimited access. It's a new parenting waters. You know, I'm thinking about, it's like the people who had to first teach their kids how to drive a car, you know, and they're like, wait a minute, you know, I don't remember when we had horses, you know, like uh, we're that generation where it's like, we have kids that are now have all these things and we didn't. And so we're learning just as much as them and being honest with them saying, Hey, you know what? I messed this up and Mm -hmm. I I didn't do it right. Um, but I want to make it right. So I need you to walk with me through this process. Um, but understand that I'm still the parent and I'm the one that I want to make sure that you have the best tools available to you. Yeah. And that, that's just a good thing for all of our parenting journeys is to show humility by being, by being willing to say, you know what? I screwed up in this area. Yeah. And that and maybe our kids don't respond positively to that, but I think, you know, the majority of our kids if they see like, man, dad messed up here and he's willing to say, I messed up here, will you forgive me? And we're going to have more rules or we're going to put some new precautions and things in place because I haven't done this before. And I think that will increase your kids' level of respect for you that you're willing to admit that even if they don't love the rules you're putting in place. So here's my takeaway from our time with Pastor James Neal. You got to know your kids. Mm. You have to know technology. You're yeah. not allowed to just check out on this. Yeah. And you have to communicate with your kids about technology. Mm. Um, this is uh, this is the grind of parenting in the smartphone era. And we're almost out of time. So we want to thank everybody for joining us today. L- thanks for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is beyond us. But in Christ, we have all that we need for this journey. Thanks, James. And thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. See you guys.